Welcome to the Church Fam Podcast, presented to you by Highland College Ministry in Waco, Texas. My name is Drew Humphrey, and I'm the college pastor here at Highland. If you like this podcast and want to keep up with us, go ahead and hit subscribe or follow so that these episodes can be delivered directly to your phone each week. We've got a great episode planned today, so let's jump right in. Hi, I'm Anna Lumpkin. My name is Kirsten. Hi, my name is Ashley Solomon. And this is my, my story. story. My name is Lauren Ummel. This is my story. So in my senior year of high school, I would say would probably be the first time that I honestly like really struggled in my life. I grew up knowing um, the Lord and definitely like what he meant in my life. Going into my senior year of high school, uh, my volleyball program uh, had just become super toxic. It was a setting that was just really rooted in drama. I'd love to begin by saying I've known the Lord since I was a child. I feel like everyone goes through highs and lows with God, but my relationship with Him has always been present. My experience with depression began in eighth grade. I began to struggle with dissatisfaction in life, not enjoying my days, not looking forward to going to school or spending time with friends. It got worse when I got into high school. In 10th grade, I started to want my life to be over. The first time that I experienced depression was about a year and a half ago. Um, I'd been following the Lord for a few years, but had not been following Him faithfully and had just gotten out of a really just bad and unhealthy relationship that was um, really just pulling me away from Christ and from the church and from community. And um, the Lord graciously allowed that to end as, as painful as it was. And then I was confronted with a lot of truth and with a lot of lies that I had been believing about myself, about God, about the church. And that was really difficult and hard. And as I was kind of realizing all these things and learning what it meant to walk with the Lord again, um, I was just hit with an overwhelming depression that made it hard to function, to get out of bed, to take a shower, to eat, to study. And it was really difficult I started struggling with depression around sixth grade when I experienced a lot of trauma and grief that I never really processed. That later manifested itself into a deeper depression after I moved during my sophomore year of high school. Through bullies and feeling excluded, I began to lie to myself that I wasn't enough and I wasn't allowed to be sad because that would mean I wasn't fully strong in my faith. I couldn't have been more wrong. I fed myself lies for around two years, becoming distrusting of every situation and doubting my relationship with God. Because of my bubbly personality, it was hard for people to grasp that I was having a hard time. I wanted them to see it, but I convinced myself that they wouldn't believe me or care. So I told my mom that I didn't want to play um, just because of how negative it was. And she told me that she felt like God had showed her a vision um, of me physically standing in front of people, telling them what I was going to go through. I, I ha- knew I had to trust her um, just because she has this connection to God with prayer um, that I just honestly, like at some points, feel like I could never understand. And so I ended up playing volleyball, and it ended up being one of the most like dark times in my entire life. If I was in a dark hole and there was a ladder and I like could see the way out, um, and I would try to step on the ladder and it felt like every step would break and I would just fall back to the bottom. And 
It was really hard because there were times where I was like, it's just me or it's just me and God or my parents don't understand or I don't have any friends who understand. Going into this volleyball season, my uh, parents and I were kind of on the same page that I wasn't going to struggle with depression. So I had that set in my brain. Like, I am not going to struggle with depression. Like, I'm an umble. I'm strong. I'm independent. I don't, I don't struggle with these things. Like, I am a Christian and Christians don't struggle with depression. But that, I mean, is the biggest lie um, ever because that I knew, I found out like through that season um, that the moments that have been the darkest for me, those are the moments that the Lord has been working the hardest for me. During this time, I just didn't know what else to do but cling to scripture. So I would read Psalm 42 over and over again. I spent a lot of time reading Job. Um, there's one sermon by John Piper that he preached from Psalm 42 that I would just listen to every single morning when I woke up and every night before I went to bed. I was just honestly barely holding on, but by God's grace, he was the one holding on to me. And I can see that now even more clearly. The Lord was really gracious to put people in my life that loved me and that showed me what it meant to live in community. And that, that didn't mean cleaning yourself up and, and being perfect before you step into community, but step, stepping in, in vulnerability and with who I, who I was at the time and what I was struggling with. I didn't want to end my own life, but I knew that this life was imperfect and I began to believe it would never get better. I spoke to the Lord about my feelings and I imagined how perfect eternity was going to be. I basically wanted to skip the rest of this life and get right to being with him in heaven. So I asked him to take my life, and I even gave him the date that I wanted him to do it. After that day came and went, I realized that maybe the Lord had a purpose for me on earth. That idea was quickly pushed out of my brain by thoughts of hatred for myself and ideas about how other people must also hate me. I never felt known or loved or seen by my friends and family, and I didn't think anyone could understand what I was going through. Junior and senior year, I began to have thoughts about committing suicide. I was constantly crying out to God, asking him why I was alive, why he had created me, and why he wouldn't take away my pain. I really just wanted to be in heaven with him so I didn't have to experience it. As these thoughts became more serious, I started to see a Christian counselor. She told me about the purpose God had for my life and taught me how to control my negative thought processes. When I left for college, I believed the Lord finally freed me from the cycle of depression I was in. My habitual thoughts stuck around for my first semester here, but my desire to end my life had been lifted. My experience is the reason that I don't believe that with God you won't struggle. It wasn't until my junior year that I began to feel seen by the community around me. I found peace in a girl's Bible study that I attended and realized they cared to actually listen to my struggles and even would laugh with me. I found my way back to a stronger relationship with Christ very slowly. I began to read devotionals even when I felt nothing from them. I stayed consistent in reading the Bible and began to see the peace that came from drawing near to Christ in my hard times. I still struggle with depression today. It's by no means gone. And it can become so easy to tell myself that when I fall back into negative patterns, it means I'm doing something wrong. Something I've began to see more and more is that these hard times have allowed me to lean into Christ and into others who show me his love daily. I can have hope and joy and still struggle with pain and sadness. 
We so often equate our emotions and how we feel with who we are, but we are first and foremost Christ. This doesn't mean that I can't be sad or ask for help, but it means that I can have peace that he is holding me through it all. I fully believe Christ puts people in our lives to show us him and have now begun to use that as encouragement to remind others that their problems are valid. They are seen and heard and understood. And there was one day during volleyball where I just honestly felt the Lord telling me to go Google the Jesus calling for the day. And so I went to, um, I went to Google and I Googled the Jesus calling for that day. I still have a picture of it to this day. Um, and it says, in those times that you have felt the weakest, I have been working the hardest for you. And though you may not see me right now, one day you will look back and know that I was right there all along, giving you all that you needed. Your memories of those days will be bright with the glow of my presence. Um, and the verse that went with that was Psalms 27:13, And it says, I truly believe that I will live to see the Lord's goodness. I remember writing that verse literally everywhere, like on my hands, on tape, putting it on my volleyball shoes. Um, and honestly, just kind of changed the posture of my heart towards all of my days going through the volleyball season. I mean, I believe no longer um, was I in this by myself, but I knew without a shadow of doubt that the Lord was in it and fighting for me um, and fighting with me. For the first time in my life, I knew what it felt like to rely on the Lord alone and to know that my strength came from Him alone. And it was really cool that like not not by my obedience alone um, did, like, did I get through my depression, but it was truly like the Lord fighting for me um, and me having to trust Him and surrender uh, my thoughts and my fears to him. My youth minister actually came to me and he's like, hey Lauren, I want you to share your testimony in front of the youth group. I did end up physically standing in front of people telling them what I went through, which is just so cool because that's what my mom told me before volleyball had even started. I've often heard that if you have anxiety or depression, you should give it to God and you won't struggle anymore. My experience has showed me that this isn't true. I knew God and spoke to him throughout my struggle with depression, and he allowed me to be burdened by it for over four years. It reminds me of how Paul in 2 Corinthians 12 is given a thorn in his flesh that the Lord does not remove. That is because the Lord may not lift us out of the pit of despair, but he will be present in it with us. I want to tell anyone who suffers under the burden of depression, don't suffer alone. Reach out to others, speak about your pain, share your burdens with other believers. You may not think that anyone could understand what you are going through, and they might not, but that doesn't mean others don't want to lift you up and support you in what you're going through. The Lord may allow us to suffer, but he doesn't want us to do that alone. He will be with you every step of the way. Your life has purpose, even when it feels pointless. For, for a long time after that, I actually didn't struggle with depression at all. The Lord really freed me from that, gave me a lot of um, comfort, a lot of victory. But over the last six months, I've definitely seen it come up in my life again. And it's been really difficult. Um, I mean, it's hard. It's hard even right now. But I have once again seen God just be so faithful and to cause me to just depend more on him through this and more on a community. Um, and there's this quote by Charles Spurgeon that has been something that I read every single day. He says, 
I find no better cure for that depression than to trust in the Lord with all my heart and to seek to realize afresh the power of the peace-speaking blood of Jesus and his infinite love in dying upon the cross to put away all my transgressions. So on my worst days and when I have no hope, I look to the cross and I remember the hope that is found in that and that I have a God who loves me and is holding me steadfastly and he is the one sustaining me and he will carry me to the end. Because of the vulnerability that I knew that the Lord was pressing onto my heart um, to share with a lot of people, vulnerability uh, developed a lot of really close trust in my life group and we all started sharing our stories and it was the deepest friendships that I had ever seen um, grow in my church. But what's even cooler is I think of the verse like God can do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine. I sure as heck never asked for any of that to happen to me, but I could have never imagined the goodness that came from it um, and the way that it glorified the Lord and not myself. Kind of coming into college, I started getting on anti-anxiety meds actually this past summer. It was the first time I'd ever done that. I'd gone through therapy, um, never really found a way to cope with any of it. I mean, just from that time, like, really kind of tore me down in the way that I had built myself up to be, and the Lord molded me into who who He wanted me to be, honestly, and that's the best version of myself that I could ever be. So getting to learn what it means to delight in the Lord, to seek the Creator over the creation, to let the posture of my heart, especially during COVID, let the posture of my heart um, constantly be, be on its knees and asking the Lord to stretch me. And when he does, not being surprised, but trusting him, um, because if the Lord has been faithful before, who's to say that he's going to stop now? Um, he never will. He's never left me, and he doesn't plan on it anytime soon. Um, and so, I mean, depression now for me kind of being a seasonal thing, your emotions are so circumstantial while they're valid, they're not reliable. And instead, whenever your faith and your life is built off of something concrete and foundational like the word of God, and you truly believe the identity that the Lord has placed over you, it's a lot easier to believe um, the true things that the Lord says about you than the lies um, and the ways that Satan just really puts his hands around your throat and his words in your mind and um, you get to walk in freedom. You know, Rome wasn't built in a day and depression and anxiety in someone's life isn't just cured in one day. It's a constant surrendering to the Lord, to choose the Lord. Um, and before your feet hit the floor saying, Lord, whatever my temptations are today, whatever I think, whatever I feel, I surrender that to you. Whatever happens today, I surrender that to you. And I just want to seek you and I want to glorify you in all that I do. Um, so please, Lord, just let today be all about you and not about me because it never has been about me and it never will be. I've seen that through my walk in depression um, and my walk in anxiety, knowing that it's not about me. I cannot do this on my own, um, but I get to delight in the fact that the Lord has control and he always will be. And just remembering that the Lord is good, uh, even whenever the world feels like it's not. So growing up, I had a pretty happy childhood. Um, it wasn't until middle school that I started to be bullied for the way that I looked, um, the way that I acted, and other way that people saw me. Um, when that happened, it was the first time that I really had to engage with my sense of identity. Um, 
started thinking about myself, I realized that I really didn't like who I was or the way that I looked. Um, as I turned to, to parents and friends to try to seek understanding with this, a lot of times the, the response was the same, uh, take this to God, you know, take this to God. And it was in middle school that I realized that I didn't have any kind of relationship with God. So when I looked to God for love, I didn't hear anything in return, and I made the decision that God must not be real. Uh, my depression got deeper and deeper. Um, I hated the way that I looked, the way that I felt, um, who I was, and I felt that I wasn't worthy of love. It took me to the point of even cutting myself, um, because I hoped that other people would see that, and they would think, oh no, Jack, like we love you so dearly, we care for you so much. Um, you know, please stop doing that. But instead, people turned away. Uh, so I got to the point where I was ready to take my life. But in that point, I gave God one last chance. Uh, I said, God, if you're real, this is the time. This is your last opportunity. Uh, and I can't describe it, but God came into my life in a powerful way. Uh, I felt love. I felt hope uh, for, for the first time in a very long time. I stopped hurting myself, and I stopped looking to people that weren't equipped to deal with my depression, but I started looking to God to seek understanding. Um, and I found this verse in 1 Corinthians 13, 13. It told me that, but these things remain faith, hope, and love, and the greatest of these is love. And I realized that as someone who was looking desperately around the world for love, um, that it was right there with God. Um, and that even if I was bullied, even if I was hated, even if I had a lot of bad memories that I didn't like to engage with or think about, these things remained. I still had hope for a better future. I still had faith that God cared for me. And I still had His love, which is greater than any other love that we can experience in this world. God had delivered me from the depths of my depression but my depression isn't something that goes away. Uh, it's a thorn in my side and it's something that I've borne every day. Um, so it wasn't until almost 10 years later when I talked to somebody else who was looking for God in all the wrong places that I realized there was more that I needed to pursue, that I was still unhappy, and that I still had emotions that um, I didn't know what to do with, that I still thought of myself as someone unworthy of receiving God's love. Um, so I began to pursue therapy, counseling, I talked to people that God had put in this world for our sakes, therapists, counselors, um, people that can help us in our depression. They began to tell me things that I realized I didn't believe, that I was worthy of being God's kid, that I was worthy of being loved by God, that I was worthy of love. All those lies that I had been believing for so long, I still believed. Um, and I realized that these weren't things from God, but these were things from the devil. Uh, so my therapist told me, write down a list of all the lies that you've been believing about yourself and then write down what the gospel says about those same things. And that's what I did. And I came to realize I excluded myself from a lot of the promises of God. That I didn't think that I was worthy of being loved, even though God tells me that I'm being loved. For a long time, I looked at Genesis 32, the story of Jacob wrestling with an angel. And I said, if my depression could just be that angel, I wouldn't give up fighting it. You know, I'd keep wrestling with it and I'd keep keep fighting until I could just have it defeated because I want depression to leave my life. Um, I know that it's not what God wants for me and I know that it doesn't reflect God's love for my life so I want it to be gone and I'm willing to do anything for it. I just couldn't fight these internal spiritual battles. I wanted to fight them in the present. But my therapist reminded me that whenever Jacob walked away, he walked away with a limp. Uh, he was forever changed. His name was changed. And that's what depression does. It doesn't change your identity as God's loved one. It is a thorn in your side. It is a limp that you have to learn to walk with. It's one that when you learn how to deal with your depression well, and you get the help that you need for it with medicine, with therapy, and you seek God with it genuinely, He teaches you the depths of His love for you. And it can help you realize God's love all that more profoundly.
My name is Jack, and this is my story. Thanks for joining us on the Church Fam Podcast with this special series called the Digging Deeper Series. We're so glad that you're with us today. We want to stay connected to you. If you like this podcast, make sure that you click follow or subscribe on your podcast app so that it'll come straight to your phone every time we upload a new episode. We also post a lot on Instagram to keep up with the Church Fam. Make sure they know what's going on. So if you want to follow us at HighlandCM on Instagram, that will make sure that you're always in the know about what's going on in our ministry. We're so glad that you joined us. Hope to see you on a Sunday morning with our whole church family. We hope that you can join us at the next college night or that you're jumping into a CG. Whatever it is, we want to be connected to one another. Love you, church family.